Chapter Seventeen of Aunt Jane's Nieces on the Ranch by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Seventeen, The Prodigal Son. With the added light that now came from the gratings in the ceiling, every object in the upper room was plainly visible. Runyon began his inspection in a methodical manner, starting at one corner and eyeing the inner wall on every inch of its surface he tested each block at its corners and edges the girls watched him listlessly for they expected no result having covered the same methods themselves at length runyon was obliged to abandon the wall in despair the opening is there of course he said but that confounded cristobal was too clever for us if i had the rascal here now i'd strangle him as he stood in the centre of the narrow space looking around him his eye fell upon the upholstered seats ranged along one side and he regarded them suspiciously they were box-like affairs with the surface of the covers padded and cushioned he reached down and lifted one of the lids as he glanced within he uttered an exclamation of astonishment the box was almost filled with bottles lying regularly on their sides wine he cried now miss i don't remember to have heard your name i shall be able to relieve your thirst my name is travers mildred travers sir but i can't drink wine not to quench your thirst just a few swallows he asked taking a bottle and trying to remove the cork not a drop even to save my life she replied positively but i will senor runyon i will cried inez eagerly runyon exclaimed mildred stepping back in amazement and looking at the man rather wildly excuse me haven't i introduced myself he asked looking up yes my name's runyon something in her expression arrested his gaze and he regarded the girl curiously bulwa runyon she said in a low voice he sat down on the box holding the bottle between his knees they christened me that very foolishly i think but what do you know of bulwer runyon your mother is martha runyon to be sure bless her heart ah you know my mother then and that's how you have heard of me but nothing good from the dear old lady's lips i'll be bound she really loves you replied mildred quickly only you have disappointed her indeed i have i've always disappointed her ever since i can remember you were very extravagant said mildred in a reproachful tone yes that was my fault father spoiled me then he died and left all his fortune to mother quite right but mother is pretty close with her money did she not pay all your debts yes but that was foolish she reproached me for owing people which was one of my pet recreations so she paid the bills bought me a ranch out here shipped me into exile and washed her hands of me declaring that the ranch was my sole inheritance and i must never expect another cent of her fortune she proposes i believe to invest her surplus in charity nice idea wasn't it it was very generous in her declared mildred was it well that's a matter of opinion but i regard her gift of this ranch as the first step to perpetual pauperdom she tossed the land at me shuffled me off 
and then expected me to make a living can't you do that asked mildred wonderingly make a living on a california ranch he said as if astonished others do she asserted there is no other just like your humble servant he assured her again struggling with the cork i can't grow enough lemons it's a lemon ranch she handed me to pay expenses the first year i decorated my estate with a mortgage had to have an automobile you know the second year i put another plaster on to pay the interest of the first mortgage and a few scattering debts third year the third patch fourth year the usual thing fifth year that's this one the money sharks balked they said the ranch is loaded to its full capacity so i'll have to sell some lemons oh i'm so sorry cried mildred so am i thank you stupid thing selling lemons but the wolf's at the door and all i can do is shoot lemons at the brute lemons wasn't it tart of the dear mother to load me with such an acidulous estate perhaps she imagined it would make me assiduous eh? your mother hoped you would turn over a new leaf and and redeem your past said the girl well it's too late to do that now i can't redeem the past without redeeming the ranch and that's impossible he declared with a grin but tell me please how you happen to be so deep in my mother's confidence mildred hesitated but reflected that she really owed him an explanation she protected me when i was in trouble she said softly ah that's like the dear old girl do you know i've an idea that when i'm down and out she'll relent and come to my assistance with a fatted calf it would be just like her i've known of others she befriended her hobby is to help poor girls there was that leighton girl for instance whose smuggling murderous father was imprisoned for life the poor little thing hadn't a friend in the world till mother took her in hand and put her in a training school for nurses the mother wrote me how interested she was in that case her protege did her credit it seems for the child turned out a very good nurse who who he suddenly paused flushed red and stared at the girl uncertainly you say your name is travers he asked yes she replied casting down her eyes not leighton can't you pull the cork senor runyon i am so thirsty cried inez quickly to save her friend from disclosing her secret but big runyon was bright enough in spite of his peculiarities he read mildred's confusion and suspected the truth but was too considerate to press the question the cork is obstinate said he so we won't argue with the thing and he struck the neck of the bottle against a corner of the seat and broke it so neatly that not a drop of the contents was spilled then he took a cup from the shelf and poured out some of the wine it's a native vintage said he but it ought to be mellow and mild after all the years it has lain here inez drank the california mexicans are accustomed to the native wines and consume them as freely as water but mildred although again pressed to quench her thirst steadfastly refused runyon took a little of the wine for he also was thirsty and then he made an examination of the other seats some contained more wine others were quite empty but no water was discovered anywhere now i shall go below said runyon and see if i can unearth anything of importance there 
do you hear those dull sounds on the other side of the wall they tell us that our friends are busy drilling the holes it's wonderful how tough that adobe is little jane had awakened again and inez took baby jane in her arms and with mildred followed runyon down the stairs into the lower chamber here they watched his careful inspection of the room but did not hope for any favorable result here is food he announced as having given up the idea of finding egress he came upon the cans of tomatoes and corn yes but we have no can opener replied mildred and unless the contents were cooked they would not be eatable i'm not thinking of the eatables said runyon taking out a small penknife for he had already ruined the larger one he always carried tomatoes usually have a lot of liquid in the cans a sort of watery juice which i am sure would help to relieve your thirst he began prying at the tin with the knife blade but it was a heavy quality of plate such as is barely used nowadays and resisted his attempt soon the blade of the frail tool snapped at the handle and he tried the other blade that too soon broke and runyon regarded the can with a sort of wonder it beats me he said shaking his head but i don't like to give up and that tomato juice would be of service if we could only get at it looking around for another implement his eye spied the revolver hanging upon its peg ah if that weapon is loaded i'll use a bullet as a can opener he exclaimed and reaching up he removed the revolver from its place good six cartridges thirty-two caliber said he now young ladies if you can stand the noise and the powder hasn't spoiled i believe i can make a hole in that can which will allow the juice to run out i don't care said inez but i will take mees jane upstairs first the sound will echo like a regular battle said mildred but as i am really thirsty and your suggestion of relief tempts me i am willing to have you shoot the pistol runyon placed the can upon the edge of the low hinged table where it stood about waist high when inez had gone above with little jane the man took a position whereby he faced obliquely the outer wall and aiming at the tomatoes said better stop up your ears miss mildred she obeyed and he fired even their anticipations could not prepare them for the wild riot of sound that followed the explosion the bullet found its mark for the can toppled and fell from the shelf and lay spilling its contents upon the floor the bullet went farther and struck a crevice of the outer wall a cloud of smoke for a moment obscured their view and mildred regarding the tomato can cried out oh pick it up pick it up quick it is spilling runyon made no reply he was staring straight ahead in a dazed bewildered way and now mildred's eyes followed his the smoke was rolling out of a large aperture in the outer wall three huge blocks of adobe neatly joined together had swung outward moved by a secret spring which the bullet had released through the grim prison wall they were looking out at the sunshine that flooded the rose garden mildred sank to her knees sobbing with joy big runyon walked to the staircase hi there inez he called come down here and take toodlums to her mother i'll bet a button she'll be jolly glad to see that kid again End of chapter 17